the Bible Study Podcast, episode 212. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study of the book of Daniel. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Marie had written in and suggested two books as book studies for the next episodes. One was Esther and the other was Daniel. And I've chosen Daniel in part because the beginning part of the book of Daniel is very interesting. And there's at least two very famous stories in there about faith. And we'll get into those. The second half of the book of Daniel actually will probably do more skimming through because it's a little more difficult to understand. It's more apocryphal writing, and we'll talk about what that means later on. And I'm not doing Esther at this time and probably not next because Esther is an interesting book of the Bible. A great story. Esther's the only book of the Bible that doesn't mention God. So not what we're going to focus on for the Bible study podcast at this time. Great book. Go ahead and read it. Interesting story, but not going to do it right now. Daniel 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia, and put the treasure in the house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of the court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language of the literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Balteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. So this story here, this account comes from the beginning of a period we call the Babylonian captivity. And if we look at the people of Israel and we look at their history and do a quick overview of their history, there are some significant periods of time, and this is one of them. So the first period of time would be the period of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that ends with them going into Egypt where they become slaves, and then they're brought out in the Exodus. After the Exodus, they enter into the Promised Land, and we get the conquest of the Promised Land under Joshua, and that starts a period of time that's the rule by the judges, not the kings, but people who come up at times of need. And then after that, the people ask for king, and we get the rule from the kings, starting with David and Solomon, and then very quickly turning into the split kingdom, north and southern kingdom. And then we get the northern kingdom being taken away and never to be heard from again by the Assyrians. Shortly thereafter, the southern kingdom in this story is taken away into captivity, or at least many of them, by the Babylonians. And this is a period of around 70 years, the Babylonian captivity, and this is just the start of it. And after this period, we'll have the restoration, and then there'll be the intertestamental period, and then Jesus comes. So that's a quick overview of the history of the Old Testament and where this fits in. So Babylon has captured Judah, the southern kingdom, 
And they have captured them in large part because God has removed his protection from the southern kingdom because of their disobedience. And prophet after prophet has come during the reign of the kings and told them that this would happen. And it does finally happen. And it happens during the reign of King Jehoiakim. This particular book is not focusing on the kings and what happens to them, on Jehoiakim being led into captivity and blinded and all of that story you can find elsewhere, but it instead is focusing right now on four different people. And oddly enough, we know the first one, Daniel, by his Hebrew name, and we know the last three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, predominantly by these Babylonian names that they are given. They are not their given names. But they and some others who are young men from the royal family or nobility, no physical defect, handsome, smart, are brought into the service of the Babylonians. Babylonians have an empire, and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to assimilate these people into their empire. They're trying to bring their best and their brightest into the service of the king. And they start with young men who are more easily trained or who are uh, whose allegiance may be a little more pliable and who can learn the language better for whatever reasons. They bring these young men in who will have longer terms of service. And these four stand out. We actually don't ever hear the name of any of the other ones, but there are others besides them. And they're brought into the king's service after three years. But almost immediately, there's an issue. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king who has assigned you food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. We should be clear that when the official here, who is showing Daniel favoritism, says, the king will have my head, he doesn't mean this in a metaphoric way. He means this in a literal way, that literally this could cost him his life if he is disobedient to the king who has set aside some food from his table for these young men. But the problem here is that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are faithful Jews who want to follow the dietary laws of their people, the laws that God has given them. And certainly the food that would be given to them by the king, while it might be the best of food, would not be kosher, or what we now call kosher. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. So, Daniel proposes something very reasonable, which is, okay, I don't want to see you get killed. Try it. I think that we will be better off either because God will be faithful to us or because we're being a vegetarian is going to be better for us or for whatever reason. Daniel doesn't explain to the guard, but he proposes this test. Give us 10 days and you decide 
based on what you see after 10 days. Now, remember, they're not supposed to go into the king's service for three years, so this doesn't really put him in much of a danger if he gives a 10-day trial. And so it says that's very reasonable. That seems very wise. You're not asking me something unreasonable. So yes, we'll try that test, and it works out well. So this is the first thing that has happened. The first challenge for these four is they're being asked to assimilate, remember. They're being asked to, in many parts, become Babylonian. And they say, well, we're not opposed to learning the language. We're not opposed to learning your literature, your art, your sciences, or anything like that. But we're going to stay Jewish. We're going to stay children of Abraham. And one of the things we're going to do is we're going to keep the dietary laws. And so this is the first of what will become a series of challenges for them and their faith and their faithfulness. And this one goes pretty well. To these young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his own kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Now, the last line there is important because one thing that we are hinting at here is this period of time that Babylon is the top dog in the region is a limited period of time. Before the people of Israel go back from captivity, the Babylonian kingdom will fall, and it will fall here in the book of Daniel. And King Cyrus is not a Babylonian king, but instead a king of the Medes and the Persians. And we'll see that in a couple chapters, the Babylonians fall and the Medes and the Persians take over. And because these four are faithful to God, and they're also smart, they're useful to King Nebuchadnezzar, and they receive his favor. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast when everything is looking bright and rosy for Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But next week, we'll have a problem. And again, that problem will come as they have to choose who they are. Are they Babylonians or are they Jewish? Are they faithful to the king or are they faithful to God? If you have any questions about the Bible Study Podcast, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. 
I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.